Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back. Here we go again. So happy to be with you guys. We are going to dive into a topic that I think everyone out there will relate to to some degree. We're going to talk a little bit about relationships. Got a question here that uh, prompted some uh, thought in that direction and uh, found a clip that I'd like to share. And of course, of course, you guys know I'm going to always give my my two cents. Probably a little bit more, more like my, my 10 cents. Uh, I'm going to give something. No question about that. Um, so yeah, a little collaborative effort with the video here today. Before we jump in, uh, I would like to read a review on iTunes. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. Not only is iTunes sort of the holy grail of all things podcasting. Um, so, you know, not, not only does it help us to reach new people on there, but it fuels my fire tremendously to keep me motivated to do this, continue on this labor of love. When I know that I'm having an effect on you guys, it's the best feeling ever. It is su- such an amazing, rewarding experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This one came in from Heather1020G, positive and inspiring. I've been wanting to write a review, but I wasn't sure how I could articulate in an abbreviated way the impact that the Positive Head podcast has had on my life and as an extension on the lives of those I love the most. Last year, I began listening to a daily news podcast in an effort to remain informed. Like so many others, I found myself becoming angry on a daily basis after hearing the latest insanity. I would go through my days frustrated, aggravated, and with a negative mindset. A few months ago, I decided to stop allowing such negativity into my mind and spirit. I deleted the news podcast and searched iTunes for something inspiring. I typed the word positive and serendipity brought me here. Most of the things that Brandon and his guests talk about are not things that I've been exposed to before. I was born and raised Catholic, and as an adult, I have tried other religious avenues to find fulfillment and was left with no answers, only more questions. For the past 10 years or so, I stopped searching for any spiritual guidance at all. 
My life has been good, but something was missing. Now, after just a few months of finding the Positive Head podcast, joining the Facebook group, and letting and getting a subscription to Gaia, I am experiencing some sort of spiritual awakening that I've never felt before. It is a bit slow going, which I know is due to the fact that I have so much resistance in my heart from years of collecting doubt, mistrust, and pride deep within me. But I'm changing. I'm becoming aware. I'm finding myself. My heart is lighter. My mind is expanding, and my spirit feels feels uplifted. Brandon, I want you to know how much I appreciate you and what you are doing. I live in a small town in North Florida that you've probably never heard of, and yet your words and podcasts have impacted me, my family and friends, my employees and customers, and so the list goes on. We are all connected, and as we all begin to understand this, I know only good can follow. Thank you, Brandon. Please keep sharing your light. Wow, what a wonderful review. Um, thank you so much, Heather, for taking the time to share and connect. Um, it, is, uh, it is amazing when someone's, when someone's time to, to expand their perspective and awareness, um, how that can come in. In this case, it came in through you finding the show, and uh, that, it, that is amazing. That means the world to me. I'm so glad that it's uh, touching your life, the show, and uh, also those uh, around you. You are absolutely right. It's all connected. It's all it's all reflections everywhere we go. And that's actually part of the question that we have today. And uh, also, before I jump into the question, um, as Heather mentioned here, we have a Facebook group, Positive Heads with an S. If you haven't uh, joined that, we would love to have you uh, contribute or just observe. There's a wonderful group of people connecting, sharing. Uh, it's a private group so that you can feel free to open up about any private issues you may not want shared with the rest of the world. Um, but yeah, get on Positive Heads. And if you haven't left a review on iTunes, would certainly appreciate it if you did that. Otherwise, um, let's see here. Uh, question today. So this question came in um, via email from TJ. And TJ said, I apologize if this is a little long, but I need to fill you in on the backstory. My man and I have been partners for over 20 years. Generally speaking, our relationship and marriage have been great. We both came from horribly jealous relationships where we were cheated on, lied to, suffered through trying to make things work again. We fell in love with an agreement to trust each other 100% and solidified our relationship with a mutual admiration for going to see live music together and traveling all over the earth to see our favorite bands. Three kids later, we still make a point of venturing out to catch shows together. This year, though, something has changed. It started in the winter at a festival where we both were on LSD, something that we have done together countless times. This time, he seemed like a different person. He started acting very jealous anytime I would talk with our longtime mutual friends, most of whom are guys. He also drank too much, took more drugs than he could handle, and sort of made a fool of himself. The next morning, we talked about it. He said he realized that when I look at our friends, my eyes light up the way they used to when I was with him, and that makes him jealous. He also said that he knows why that is the case, and he was right. Over the course of having our three children, we have grown a bit disconnected. He has a very demanding job, so there were long periods of time during our childbearing and raising years, which we are still kind of in, that I felt completely abandoned with the childcare, the housework, and all the miscellaneous parenting responsibilities. He promised me back at the festival that he would begin to work through all his issues and that the jealousy and overconsumption wouldn't happen again. 
Fast forward to a few weeks ago. We again ventured out to see some live music and the whole thing happened again. He started acting very jealous and got so inebriated he could hardly speak. When this first happened back in winter, I found you in your podcast and it has been such an amazing blessing for me. I've worked through a lot of personal issues by meditating every day and cannot even begin to explain the synchronicities I've experienced. I'm eternally grateful to you for initiating this incredible journey and process. Anyhow, I sat for an extra long meditation after my hubby's last blow up and I had an interesting thing happen. A voice in my head told me that this is a reflection. It said that my husband is reacting to, reacting to how I feel about him and that I need to let go of the resentment and abandonment, abandonment issues that I've been carrying around. Since then, I've really focused on letting go, and I think I am making progress. That said, I'm confused about what it means for this to be a reflection. Is his jealousy and sporadic substance abuse a reflection of something I'm doing to myself or did to myself or or someone or am doing to him? I want to fully understand. So I was hoping you may have some insight on what it really means for something to be a reflection. Thank you so, so, so much for what you do. Words cannot express the impact you have had on me and my life. This is a wonderful, wonderful question and certainly a situation I think many people, TJ, can uh, can relate to. We've all been in relationships uh, where, or probably a lot of us, most of us listening, have been in relationships where you know things shift, right? It's like a new chapter and not necessarily for the better, um, where it gets more difficult, more trying, um, patterns, uh, blockages that need to be worked through come out. And absolutely, I think it, it, it's 100% right um, that it is... Um, a reflection in some way. I think everything is a reflection in some way. Now, the, our job is to sort of do what TJ's doing here. How do I, how, okay, uh, if it's a reflection, what, what is it telling me? It's not telling you that you're, uh, you've got a substance abuse problem, um, as you asked there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't believe, that's not my interpretation anyway. So what uh, I think uh, it's telling you here is you've got resent, resentment and abandonment issues, right, uh, that you're carrying around still, What maybe from your previous relationship, uh, certainly from uh, years back, uh, or it seems like, I don't know how far back it was, when uh, your husband was gone a whole lot and you were left with the kids and felt all the weight on your shoulders for the, the task of, you know, maintaining that, the house and family, right? So you, you experienced abandonment in that in that scenario. So what is he worried about? What is his, his lashing out? He's concerned about abandonment. He's a concern, concerned. He's feeling resentment, uh, that you're, you're showing signs of someone who is going to abandon him, that he's no longer the center focus and that you're shifting your energy elsewhere in a way that feels threatening to him. Um, so, I think you're doing, uh, you know, 110% the right thing here. You're exploring it. You're, you're asking the right questions. You're meditation. You're meditating. You're getting answers from within. You're seeking some, some insight from people outside of yourself as well that, uh, you respect or want to hear, um, uh, their perspective. So, you know, you're doing the right thing. Um, this is a process and it's not necessarily one that's meant to be fixed in one night or one week or over two festivals, right? <laughs> But if you can bring awareness to the idea that, hmm, he's acting 
resentful. He's got you can he's lashing out in a way. This is his way of of uh, you know lashing out and showing his concern of inba- abandonment. So if you can go in and say, okay, if this is something I'm also feeling or have felt in myself, how do I how do I work through that? How do I process it? How do I release those things? Because if you can release those things, he's going to start. You're going to see a, a different him show up, right? If he's a reflection in some way, um, in this case, I, I think he definitely is. He's showing up, showing you something about yourself, and that's the beautiful thing about anyone who's ever showing up in your life. It's such a, isn't it? A, it's. I'm just so impressed by anyone who's having this type of uh, situation happen to them, and they're at the point in their evolution where they're ready to say, "Hmm, why is this happening for me?" What is it telling me about me? How is this in some way reflecting back to me? It's not always an exact reflection where they're mirroring you in that way. So, like I said, you don't, it's not saying you have a substance abuse issue. It's saying, hey, you've got uh, resentment and abandonment issues that you still haven't fully processed. Um, and uh, why don't you, you need to go within and start looking at those? Right. And uh, in order to uh, facilitate that, how do you do that? Well, you're already down the right track talking about doing extended meditations. I mean, going within in this way, this is this is the the path, right? The ultimate uh, guru is within. The wisdom comes from within. It comes from your higher self. You have the answers inside of you. And uh, what I found here, uh, sort of uh, synchronistically, actually, I wasn't seeking this out, and it just matched up per- per- perfectly. I actually got this question, and um, I was like, oh, I'll answer this maybe you know someday in the future. I wasn't planning to answer it answer it today. Then I started listening to a clip from uh, Mujiji, who I've been wanting to share something from Mujiji on the show for a while. I don't think I ever have. And uh, so I, I had a clip, uh, I had some bookmarked and I, I went and, and listened to it and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I've got to address the question. They're meant to be answered today because this is exactly what the woman talks about. Well, not exactly, but Similar enough, as you'll see, um, where a woman stands up and uh, is uh, talking to a Mujiji. And uh, the title of this is uh, No Need to Be Loved. I found this clip on Mujiji's Mujiji's, um, YouTube page. And uh, yeah, let's take a listen. questions uh-huh. the first one is about uh, sadness about sadness uh, is it the more the more important one of the two questions of the two questions give me the best one first <laughs> because if you give the, the, the less important one first then your mind will be on the second question waiting <laughs> Okay, the other one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other one is about uh, relationship. <laughs> it's, um, I think this is the important. One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The relationship and then the sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. 
it's about when when I when I in re relationship when I feel near when I feel very intimate to to a person yeah. and um, there come comes a separation or the person push me away yeah. I totally freak out yes yeah and um, I it's a feeling that uh, it's like a autonom autonom reaction it comes what, by itself it's all right automatic reaction. automatically mm. yes why do they push you away because um I want to catch yes You want to hold something. It's too much for another person. It's nice only for a short while. It's nice only for a short while. If somebody who is feel insecure, maybe they may like this. You need me. Uh, but after a while it's too much. You must not try to catch anybody. You're not a spider. It's a reaction that comes inside because something feels maybe you are not worthy enough by yourself without any technique. You see? And so it feels that uh, then already it's not a good, such good ground. You must be aware of this. <clears throat> not that you can be automatically strong like that, but uh, relationships also offer some opportunity to discover what is true and discover what within ourselves is so quick to compromise and you see yes i i, I can see no? hmm. but it's still there Then you must. Then, then it's a good thing you come to satsang because then you can begin to um, look at this tendency hmm, to cling, or to be maybe a fear of rejection or something like this. Or uh, in relationships, it doesn't work on trying. Like you try so hard to make it doesn't work like that. They don't work. There has to be a freedom. There has to be a, 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 an inner strength, a clarity, a wisdom, all of these things. You see? Um, it doesn't work on, you know, how much you give, I give so much. It's not the payment. And, and how much you try, and you try, and you talk, and you t it don't work. It pushes people away. Because you know, this is too beautiful to try. It, something must come and it must be there as a freedom. And if you are aware of this, and uh, somehow intuitively you know when to allow space, and all this will come. But I, I believe you must also make use of this insight. You have come now, you see there is something that feels I need to hold this thing. See? And uh, it's the same thing with freedom also. 
Sometimes you feel, as soon as you realize the true state, you're true, you feel the immensity of being, and something goes, how can I keep it? And this one is the same one in the relationship also. How, how, I, how I can keep it? You see? How are you going to keep? Relationships not something to keep. It's to be enjoyed out of your freshness. And uh, in, in your strength you find that everything becomes more pure. Uh, everything wants to be with you when you are empty of intention. You know, too much intention creates tension. <laughs> you see, when you are empty from this need, from any kind of need also, and this is not an arrogance, it means just in your natural state of being. You don't need, you don't need to be approved of, you know. You don't even feel you need to be loved even. Can you imagine such a thing? Of being in a place where you don't even need, you don't need it to be loved. It's a very quiet place. In this place, your love becomes very open, very broad, very beautiful, very strong. But for now, I'm not asking you to jump over this thing. I say, look at what it is that feels anything good. I must grab it. Just to look at that, and uh, you know who 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 is what who is doing this, you see, who needs this thing. And be very, very quiet with this kind of question. Just be very quiet. In fact, I'm going to um, ask you to do this exercise. Maybe tell me again tomorrow what happened. Just look and feel this. Recreate that scenario in your mind and see what comes up and feels. If you're going to be abandoned or left or something, something is behaving like this, and take a look. You know, what, what are you afraid of? Push it to the extreme. Go to the extreme in, in your image and see what will be the worst, in the worst case, what is going to happen. How it's going to feel. You see? And see who suffers it. Who really is suffering it. But don't forget that you are also observing. So these three things. One is, what do you imagine is going to happen? If it if your your fear comes true, that you're going to be rejected, you cannot keep what you want to keep, and you feel pain. Already I look in your eyes, see it's, something is going to leave you. Then you go and see what happens. So you are left now, abandoned, they don't want you. And then feel what comes up, but also be very present in the place where you are looking and be at the same time with the feeling, see what happens. What are you afraid, you see? Like this. This is very intelligent work, looking at it. And then somehow you feel maybe the whole feeling of the worst feelings that you imagine is going to happen. And then see actually who really is suffering it. If you can identify the one who is suffering it. Hmm. Don't fall inside the story though, just look. Be very present that you are looking at this. 
but at the same time give it the best shot at really trying to see and, and look. You can do this with any feeling, any kind of thought, you can do it. Then you will come to see what, are, what is functioning in your name and find out is it really you or is it just uh, some kind of image that is a projection of your mind and some space will come. And that space will be something uh, very important to recover again and not be afraid of this experience. Invite it even. Next time you invite the experience to come, throw the best punch, throw the best punch, go to extreme. But I will only look at you only through my eyes only. Look, don't interfere, don't judge, don't interpret. See if you can do it. It's a skill that you will quickly develop because it's so, the fruits of your looking is so sweet. It will be sweeter than any relationship eh? to discover your freedom. I'm free of this thing. It wasn't that I need this thing, but what's uh, more important, that I see that I'm free of the need to be this. And amazingly, amazingly, when that space is cleaned inside you, it's what a beautiful attraction also. People want to come because even if you have some agenda in your mind, you see, that uh, already you have an eye on someone, mm, yeah, you know, and then you, you start to get all your best firepower together to impress. But still something will, they will smell it. If they are a bit intuitive, they'll smell. This one is dangerous, no? <laughs> She's going to hit me on the head and pull me inside and uh, I'm, f I'm finished. <laughs> but uh, honestly, this is a good thing to do. A any sort of thing that you feel is keeping your mind or your attention trapped into a kind of scenario, you're afraid of it, then you start to protect. You, you, we protect our fears and our attachments like this, the sense of vulnerability. And it's not a good way to go through life at all, as you know, I don't have to even tell you like that. Because it takes so much energy, you see? So this is a way to, to, to go through these things. So if you like, if you've really understood what I'm asking, then uh, look at it. I don't know if you're able to do it outside of the actuality of the situation, but some people can do it. They can really represent and create their worst-case scenario of uh, suffering or something, and they can really be present and watch, watch you know, what happens inside. If you are able to do this, it will be a very good exercise for you. And please come give me some feedback, what you have found. Okay, yes, mm. I think I can. Yes. Yeah. So this brings up all kinds of things that, you know, you guys have heard me talk about a lot of time uh, in the past, talking about unconditional love and, and it's, you know, why I have the perspective that I have that maybe is radical to some folks. And I, I certainly get it, you know, um, I, I, having an uh, open relationship or uh, believing that that's sort of um, something that is uh, the ultimate expression of love. You know, I want for you what you want for you. Um, and so, you know, this isn't going into any of that. And I'm not trying to go into that deep subject today, but just 
just to, to kind of bring that perspective um, to this whole conversation that Mujiji just had. You don't try to catch anyone else. You aren't a spider. You know, uh, there has to be a freedom at some level. Even if you're in a monogamous relationship, that's perfectly fine. Most people are. There has to be some level of freedom there. You have to get in touch with your your um, you know your intuition when there's time to lay back and uh, you know maybe even. TJ, I don't know if you want him to hear your question to me or not, but even if not, this could be a great clip just to play. Uh, if you don't want him to hear this whole podcast um, for whatever reason, then you can you know, go to uh, Mujiji, and that's M-O-O-J-I-J-I, um, YouTube page, No Need to Be Loved is the title, just to kind of throw that out there while I'm thinking of it. But um, you know, there has to be a freedom and an inner strength he's talking about. You've got to be... Um, you know, any relationship, you need to f- get it into a place where you're not, it's not this, um, it's, it's not this trying and uh, keeping score. And that's what happens a lot of times with resentment and abandonment issues and all, a lot of that stuff. There's a certain score that was being kept by TJ. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not TJ saying that you were wrong in that, you, you, but you talked about, let's really analyze that in your meditation. It's like, well, you said, you know, his hit a very demanding job. Well, okay. So was that something that he was doing for you, for the kids for the family you know and um you know is it are are you keeping count um and you got to be really aware of ourselves because we are all have tendencies to do that you know keeping that count and you know well here's what i did uh it's not it's not something that you want to keep score with you know so we you know and we all tend to do it in relationships no you know getting getting past this keeping count and here's how much i give here's what i try and keeping a ledger of what you've contributed it's like you know it's one thing if someone is genuinely not in it but you know what if they're contributing in the best way they know how um so you know what what he talked about is when you can stop letting go i mean you can stop holding on so tightly and as soon as you feel this expansity this immensity of being it's like oh how can i keep it and that's what happens when we first get into a relationship and that's what's happening here he's he's fearful of you know loss uh but a relationship's not something to keep it's something to be enjoyed everything has its season and i'm not saying that this relationship should end or shouldn't end but you know it's something that i think a a lot of us a big misconception in our society is something has to last forever for it to be successful sometimes things come to their natural end because all the growth that can happen has happened and it's time to grow in another direction through other interactions but yeah i love how he says here too much intention creates tension Um, and a lot of times people are bringing so much intention to relationships. You guys know what I'm, you, you guys know this, you felt it where you can just smell that someone wants something and it pushes you away, right? Too much eagerness. Um, so lay back. You don't need anything. You don't even need to be, uh, you don't even, uh, need to be loved. He said, can you imagine that? He was saying, once you can move into that place and find it's all within you, it's, it's quiet your love becomes very open, very strong, because it's there is no weakness when it's all within. I love how he gives the technique here, you know, and this is what I recommend for TJ and all of us really, you know, anything that's, uh, that's uh, a blockage, anything that's consuming your mind, um, you know, all the time. He says, push it 
you know, go within, see what you're afraid of and observe who suffers, invite it in. He gave three steps. What, uh, what do you imagine is the worst case scenario? You know, be great for, for, uh, TJ's husband to do as well. And then feel like what it's like when left alone, the worst thing that can happen. Then look and see who is suffering. And you will see a separation between the observer and the observed. And that observer is your higher self. And that observer is, is the, the, you know, eye of the storm, the calm, the unmoved mover that's in the center of everything. Any chaos can have it happen around it. And it is eternal, unmovable. And that is within you. And that's what he's creating uh, an awareness of by creating the separation, observing who's suffering. You know, well, there's more than one of you. Well, who's who's the two? Who's the other? Well, <laughs> there's the I, the personality, uh, what Jim Carrey's been geeking out on lately, talking in the media and people are all confused by. He's saying there is no I. This is all illusory. This is all, uh, this isn't, this is all a projection. And what he talked about is the fruits of your looking and going and being brave enough to go and do this process will be sweeter than any relationship because you'll find your freedom in it. You realizing you don't need any external validation or love. Now you become attractive. Now you're self-sufficient. When someone shows up and they are confident and you can tell they love themselves and they don't need anything from you, that's attractive. That's sexy. That's what people want to feel. That's what you want to feel for yourself. It's, it's the sweetest, right? It's the sweetest thing uh, that I've certainly worked on cultivating a lot in my life. And I got to tell you, it's been super empowering. Someone who's had a lot of relationships, been uh, single for a while now. I love it. Doesn't mean I would never want to share that experience with someone, but I don't need it. It's so much joy found in self-love and, and with self. And that's really what we all need to get to, in my opinion. Why? Because that's what... Source, God, our higher self has to get comfortable with. Why? Because it's alone. We're alone in the end. And we're fractals of source, higher self, God. So we have to learn the same lessons. We're, we're many, many gods in training, I would say. And we, it's all reflections. It's all reflections in every way. <laughs> Everything is reflection. So we go through the same things on many, many levels, uh, you know, on, on planet Earth of what source experiences. And a big part of that is self love i always say it's the number one thing we're all here to learn we have all such different agendas and trajectories and life paths but the number one thing on everyone's task list is self-love because this is this is the key love is the key and the underlying cause of it all and when it's you know and it's a beautiful thing when you think about it yeah and some there's some part of you that it's like sort of maybe unsettling to think of being alone in eternity and then there's another and then there's another part when you think of it where you know, I'm alone in eternity and I need to learn to just love myself. And it's this beautiful love affair with yourself. And it's, it's precious. It's wonderful. And this is what we all need to get into. This is what we all strive for. This is where we all end up. All paths lead to this awareness, to this truth. And, you know, basically what um, he, he instructed here, look, this little technique of going within and, and, and really confronting the fear instead of running from it like we always do um do this with anything that keeps your attention trapped and this is a way to really really as he said it's a very intelligent way to deal with your um with things that are are keeping your attention trapped so hope this helps tj hopes it helps any of you guys listening i hope it helped you brandon yeah it helped me yep 
talking to myself, self-love, <laughs> love you guys. I have a beautiful song to share with you guys. Uh, this is Dea Dova, Right of the Hunt. Until next time, journey well. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.
Love of God.